the CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to another episode of the CGA Tour podcast. I'm your host here, Calvin Glenn Alexander, and it's another episode of the CGA Tour podcast, but we're breaking down the college football games from this past weekend. Most important, the Oklahoma State football game. So I'm always here. I'm rejoined by Jake Carlson, frequent co-host of the CJ Tour Cowboys Football Podcast. We have a guest join us as well, too, here today, too. So we've got Keaton from OK State Probs as well. Uh, Keaton, how's it going? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Every day is a good day when Oklahoma State keeps winning. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, so I know you're a student at OSU, you know, hanging out and enjoying Bedlam. I got to say, one of the things in my six years at OSU I did not get to enjoy was a home Bedlam win. Um, saw it happen right before I went to OSU in 2011, but then 2014, when uh, Bob Stoops decided to punt it again, unfortunately, I'd, um, it was an away game. So how was, how was it being at Bedlam? Kind of talk me through your emotions seeing the game in person. Well, you know, it, it, it's so crazy for me, just in the sense that, you know, whenever I came here in 2018, I didn't know a single person. And the first day that I came here, I met two great people, Emma and Conley, and during that game, you know, it was it was so loud, and and I, I'm so dedicated now from o- for Oklahoma State as a boy from tech, Texas who had never even been here before. But now at this point, you know, I've never missed a game, and to watch everything come together all in 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 a, a poetic fashion to beat OU, it's it's so sweet. Like I I, can't, I couldn't even describe it in words. It, it was it was impressive. It was a definitely an amazing win. Um, well, Jake. I, I was able to attend Bethlehem in person because I'm back home and open state for Thanksgiving. But Jake, I know you're not necessarily coming to Stillwater for Thanksgiving since your family's in Atlanta. How was it watching on TV? Um, so we were actually in Washington, D.C. But um, yeah, it was aside from the fact that I had to catch a that I had to go to the airport at 3.30 a.m. the next morning. It was really good. Um, I was really pissed for like, I don't know, 10 minutes after he elected to drop the punt. And then after that, um, I don't know. I never really lost faith that we were going to lose the game because we just didn't look like we were going to lose the game. I, I got to say, for being there in person, seen enough Oklahoma State games, and uh, I guess I'm, I'm one out of the three here, and I, I always am whenever, whenever it's a podcast period. I've been Oklahoma State fan since like 02 or whatever, you know, going to see uh, us win in person with less smiles. Um, so it's been a long journey of, unfortunately, it not working out for us. Justin Gilbert intercepting, yeah, you know, the ball and it. Oh, but it was an interception and seven thousand other things. Blake Bell running over a guy that he didn't really run over and get pushed by a lineman. There, there's just been ways where this game has never broken right for us. It seems. Um, I mean, Taylor Cornelius pass if it's just two feet over to the left, it's a two point conversion. It's you know we win Bedlam fifty to forty eight, um, or forty nine forty eight, whatever it would have been. So there, there's so many things that I go back for when I was watching the game in person, seeing, uh, okay, all right, all right, we got a chance. We're okay. But I got to say, when OU's up 33-24 in the second half, there was a lot of doubt. I mean, there was just a lot yeah. of, like, this sucks. This it, is two, two years ago I saw the game in person. It just kind of sucks. It had that same feeling of, like, the bedlams in the past where you're just like, here we go again. The, every mistake we can make, the refs are overlooking everything. Like, here we go. And – Oh, I just I I'm still in shock. I, I, I gotta say I am too. Um and we'll we'll get to the OU fallout and we'll get to the you know Baylor predictions and comfortable ranking stuff too here in a moment. But I guess next next question really is um did you think we had won it when there was like a minute fourteen left and we got the ball? Did you think we were gonna get that first down before we gave OU the ball back one more time? I, I, I personally, yeah, I, I did, uh, only yeah. in the sense that until about that 60 yard run where Spencer, uh, uh, or Caleb Williams, Williams yeah, yeah, Caleb Williams, uh, he, he decided to break off that 60 yard run just to give all of us a heart attack. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, and, and it was kind of like the stars were aligning because, you know, come that fourth quarter, everything that we've been saying all year, our defense and, and the way that we're going to stop them, they weren't, they weren't moving the ball on us like they normally were. And so when it came down to the fourth quarter until that 60 yard play, I was a hundred percent like in that crowd that was pushing the fence uh, where we were all ready to rush the field. 
Yeah, so um, my dad has season tickets right above section 224. So the north side, kind of the 25-yard line. Whenever there's a kick out of the, you know, back of the end zone, you know, you know, kick out of the back of the, uh, the west end zone, the, you know, that's where the play starts right in front of us. Um, but I got to say, once there was, oh, okay, we got the ball back, every single person in the entire world who's going to rush the field started just crowding up yep. in front of our section, crowd up in front of whatever. And I'm going, oh, my God, we won. I mean, I'm having the same emotion everyone else has. I'm like, oh, this is it. It's in the bag. It's sealed, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I kind of realized, wait a second. Oh, you guys, three timeouts. We've been down this road before. Are they going to break us completely? And I mean, one, extremely excited that, of course, it didn't work out that way. But um, can't say I wasn't a little scared. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, there, that, I was, yeah, there's a reason yeah. these kicks. They whip our ass every year. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. like we have a reason to to, to think like, oh, here's second verse, same as the first. Nah, 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 nah. Because like they they've been doing this. This is and and it's funny because as someone who was an Oklahoma State fan growing up, all these Oklahoma State fans are like anything can happen in Bedlam. I don't think that's true because typically they beat us, which is one thing. But it, the plays can be crazy or whatever, but you know, I, I just felt it this year and I felt the confidence and, and I, I, I think it was just a matter of us just saying like, we've had enough, like this, this is done. And, and Spencer Sanders going out there before the, the game and that press conference saying, I already know what they're going to say. And then, and, and, and Spencer lived up to it. You know what I mean? He, he smack talked him and then he was able to back it up. And I'll tell you no. what, Cr- Christian Holmes was mouthing to the sideline and on the mm-hmm. sideline every single chance he got I to. I love which- Christian Holmes. God, he was he was giving me some life there at not, the end of the day. Not only that, but Spencer was also right about what he said because the immediate thing that that happened is they're like, "Well, well, this is only your nineteenth win." That may be true. That no, may it's be true. true. Yeah. However, because I also did not grow up an Oklahoma State fan, I grew up a Florida fan. Um, but that yeah, that no, graduate that graduated when, ironically, Urban Meyer left. Um, so. Yeah, it was like it just felt like I, second very same as the first. Bad news bears get it playing, you know what I mean? And it's it's I, it's, it's ridiculous because like yeah, okay, they they've been whipping our ass for that long, but also remember this: that nineteen forty five national championship doesn't count because it was uh, pre nineteen sixty nine. But all those bedlam wins count before it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, what the uh, Bomani Jones for whatever reason tweeted out today. And, you know, this wasn't a great, you know, this, this, you know, OSU, whatever OSU has, you know, won 18 bedlams ever. OU you won 19 in a rolling point. No one freaking cares when it's not the last one. Also, it's not like we win all that often. So we can't celebrate when it does happen. What the no, hell? I, agree. I mean, it, it, there, there's just, okay, we can't win. Like, what are yeah. we doing? And, um, and it's it's a great pillow for them to fall on. And I understand yeah. why they use it. I'd probably be saying the same thing if the record was the same. But right. one of the greatest things, I've talked about this on uh, my podcast as well, is how Stillwater, we've only had one five-star recruit in our entire history. And it was in 2004. We didn't do much with him. He's a cornerback. Great guy, by the way. But Bobby Reed? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my, my thing is, is, is we get these dudes, these no names and Gundy turns them into these, the Des Bryans, the Justin Blackmans, the Brandon Whedon's like you, you can keep going. Hell, um, oh, you didn't even offer Brendan Presley a scholarship and he grew up down the street. So whenever you have a, a an authority for, or a, a blue blood organization down the road where they're going to take every single one of the recruits that we want, it's so much more sweet than whenever they beat us because they're expected to win. We're never expected. Well, I saw it tweet out by um, I think it was Marshall Levinson as well today too. That Pro Football Focus has like the you know the Big Twelve players of the year um, grades. Thirty five of those players, Big Twelve, you know, first, second teams. Honorable mention. Thirty five of them played in Bedlam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just goes to show you that much ta- how much talent that's just on the field and how much talent that really was in that game. I mean, every year that I can remember going before 2014, before this weird Big 12 championship where no matter what, your playing team already played, every year before then, there was, you know, I mean, for, for I guess for a couple of years, there wasn't a Big 12 championship and it, because it was OU, OSU. That was the Big 12 championship, you know, for those weird like three or four years when there's not, you know, there's 10 teams, but no, you know, no championship, so to say. It was OU playing OSU. Um, OSU wins in 2014. That's why OU wasn't the Big 12 champion, and that's why TCU and Baylor got stuck being tied. If 
oh, OSU doesn't beat OU, then all of a sudden OU probably makes a cultural playoff or whatever happened at the time. So I, I think about all of this just from a weird perspective of, okay, so we can't have our moment of excitement. We can't, we can't be excited that OSU won. And also, screw you guys. You decide to leave the conference and it's on your own accord. It's when you decided to leave the... No one was forcing OU out of the conference. No one was telling them, oh, well, hey, you know what? We don't want you anymore in the Big 12. Because I got to say, we're probably still going to play them in every sport besides football. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely going to be wrestling against them the one time a year they'll allow us to wrestle. Um, There's no wrestling them. in the SEC. I checked. There, there isn't, but they'll be an affiliate member of the Big 12 just like South Dakota State is, you know, in wrestling. Right. Um, you know, oh, you can be an affiliate member there, right? It's just... and. Is not trying to break a yeah. not trying to break a yeah, news yeah. story on your uh, profile. I looked on Twitter just now. Marvin Mims is strongly considering the transfer portal per Bleacher Report. Not yeah. and what break, reason would he want to? News. Yeah. Oh, you know where he should go? Somewhere that you know these guys that are no names, such as Blackman Bryant. I mean, like what what a good feeder into that conversation, right? But yeah, you're well, right. I I agree. Ha- yeah. Hazelwood's leaving too, and I have to imagine that he probably comes back here. Because he was already a Georgia decommit, he decommitted from Georgia. Oh, you think he goes back to Atlanta? Yeah, I think I think Georgia. he comes back here. Yeah, he's from like Powder Springs or something like that. Well, which it, I and, wouldn't expect most people listening to this podcast to know where that is, and that's fine. I did not know. Um, <laughs> be honest. I'm I'm weirded out that there's enough of the of the press out there going, you know, like Bomani Jones, like what what the heck does he care about the Bedlam game? I understand tweeting about you know Lincoln Riley and all the big news and the you know him wearing Jordans walking off the plane, you know, and their OU Jordans just walking off, um, wearing in Southern California. It's it's just bizarre to me that okay, cool, we win we won Bedlam three times in the Gundy era. Now, of course, OU has won the Big 12 championship however many times in a row and all type of stuff. So they've been the team to beat. It's not like uh, we've only been able to beat this one team three times. It's like, well, no one else has been able to beat them that much more than we have. Maybe Texas. Um, but, you know, we're not saying K-State, TCU, maybe Baylor. I'd have to look back. Maybe Baylor's, Baylor's beaten OU more than TCU's three times. Decent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's not. No one's beaten OU every single year. It's yeah. not like, you know, um, if Texas it gets, you know, when Texas beats OSU, they're excited and prideful of it because it doesn't happen all the time. We have got the number on Texas for the past decade and, you know, a couple of years. So it's a weird thing when it's the other way around of, oh, you guys should be beating OU when, as I said, Keaton, we don't have but one five star in the Gundy era, you know. Oh, but we should no, be beating period. OU. I it's mean, not, you know. Period. Not just the Gundy era. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, period. yeah. So it's it's not. We're not expecting to beat OU every year. I don't know when the last time we were favored to beat OU was besides this year in 2011. You it's, know, it's, it's, it's hard to know. It's just hard for me to, like, take coaches such as Lincoln Riley serious to go to OU because it's like, oh, so you inherited a Lamborghini? Like, that? you, you fell into that situation? Because uh, we gave Mike Gundy a beat-up Dodge uh, Ram uh, from 1995, and he's making that run uh, to third place at the least every single year in the Big 12. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I'd say we gave Gundy a '96 Ford Explorer. The, the odometer not working. Um, everyone tough. knows that car from me when I drove it in college. But because that was that was basically what we were what we were running off of. Um, and and the other things with it. Um, you know, kind of finished up recapping the Bedlam game. Any other any other final thoughts between you guys about really the game? No, it's, full they, they the game they, and stuff? They, yeah. it, it's so annoying being in Oklahoma and walking around and, and you, you meet some, or even kids at the university where they're like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm an Oklahoma state fan. Cause I go to school here, but I did grow up a sooner fan. So I root for them as long as they're not playing OU. And it's like, now it's finally our time. We get 365 days of rubbing it in their face. Cause all those dudes who didn't go to college or whatever, they, 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 whenever I'm like, Oh, we swept you on basketball. They didn't watch that game. It's, it's so sweet to finally beat them at their own game. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they're only watching football. Walmart university is only watching football. Oh yeah, They're Easy. not, they're not watching any other of uh, the Bedlam games. They don't care that we're going to win more than like our ninth Bedlam series in a row. Um, mm-hmm. and we're going to win it in February, you know, not in May. Yeah. They don't care about any of that. They're just watching football. Um, and I always love it too. Whenever, you know, I played, um, I went to Oklahoma, I went to you know high school in Oklahoma City, so I've got a bunch of friends who went to OU. Played 
played a whole round of 18 on Sunday with a buddy who went to OU and his mom who also went to OU. And I, you know, I'm wearing orange polo and I'm wearing this hat. And, you know, I show up playing golf because that's what I brought for the game. And I ended up wearing a jersey instead. So, yeah, I'm wearing that Sunday. And buddy's going, really? You got rubbing my face? I'm like, yeah. yes. hey, MFR, I don't yeah. think you understand. We don't do this all the time. I yeah. can be excited about us when in Bedlam every so often. And also, I wear OSU stuff all the time because I'm proud of the school I went to. Period. I probably would be wearing an OSU shirt if we had lost last night in disappointing fashion as well. Not you know, either. I'm not a fair weather fan. The funniest thing about growing up in Oklahoma City with Bethlehem being a big deal and with just OU football being a big deal and OSU football is that you always knew if OU had lost the day before because the day, at, you know, at church, half the population would be in there. They mm-hmm. were sulking at their house and couldn't make it to worship Lord and Savior because OU lost. Whereas OSU fans were, were showing up because we just, you know, we're not expecting to win every single game. Oh, you expect to win national championships every single year and Last one they won was in 2000, so it's been 21 years. Yeah, no, um, I, I hear you. Yeah, it's kind of insane. Well, now I think we can talk about the little more fun stuff about, you know, you'd, you'd want a podcast about where Lincoln Riley, of course, decides in, uh, in the middle of the night or maybe it was Sunday morning or maybe it was Saturday night, depending on what he's going to say. But or maybe it was back Did in September. Did he make it off the tarmac? Did he just get back on another plane? Like, did he even step off? Like, like, like he steps off the plane in Norman and then he just steps right back on a different plane. Is what you're getting at. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Like the, uh, the, the old, uh, the old Urban Meyer Okey poke where, oh, sorry, I'm not going back to Jacksonville. Yeah. It's just, and I like how he stepped out, uh, with the USC shirt, but he also had on his, uh, OU Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and yeah. There, there was a tweet that Dean Blevins had who is, uh, one of the OKC reporters, and he said, this is the direct quote, so I, I kind of wanted to read this for you guys. It says, truth dribbling out, the timing of USC contact with Riley reps, a wasted, disorganized, and seemingly rudderless underachieving season, with now conflicting statements about USC timing makes it clear, without a shadow of a doubt, Sooners could have begun head coaching search in early September. Well... Lincoln Riley pulled a fast one on him, and I got to say, it doesn't normally happen. You know what I mean? Normally, yeah. normally people are – last time OU had a head coaching change that wasn't due to retirement or um, some other type of retirement, basically, 1947. So this doesn't happen to him. They're definitely caught off guard. I think it's hilarious how Stoops is going to be their recruiting guy in houses, pitching him, whatever, when – He'll be around the program, I'm sure, but will he be around the program with a bottle of tequila in his hand, or will he be around the program at a golf course on a nearby area Norman? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, they had to well, do something. It's, it's it's a really good hail mary play for them to go and get Bob Stoops because he's well respected, and at least the fan base, which I wouldn't even say the student base, the fan base respects him uh, to an extent to where like, oh my god, everything's going south. What do we do? Hey, Bob Stoops, please come and save us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I. I, I get it. Stoops is the character around Norman. He's the guy around whatever. But at the same point, they're scratching their heads because their whole entire coaching staff left besides like two guys. Yeah. I, I think he really just wanted to give Dan Mullen his job on Fox. You think that was it? He didn't want to keep making whatever million dollars a year on Fox anymore? Um. Well, one of them has a job right now and the other one does not. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, I, I always thought it was weird how Stoops left OU because he wanted to watch his sons play, you know, high school football or college football or whatever. And then like a year later, he's going to, yeah, I'll coach the XFL team, the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. And not be, you know, not be in Oklahoma where my sons play football anymore. Like that, that had to be one of the weirdest things too of, okay, I'm done with this and I don't want any part of it. Well, the DFW area isn't too far. It, not, not at all. But at the same point, like, if you're if you're not going to be the head coach at OU because you want to have more time with family, and that's where you're going off of, then it's just bizarre to take a, a head coaching job at a brand new startup type of deal. You know, I know I agree with you, but I you know looking at these coaches, it's it's almost like like addiction to them, like they like need it, like it's like 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 that scratch, like they'll like they'll go away. Look, look at Urban Meyer for example, he'll leave, go somewhere else, leave, go somewhere else. Jimmy Johnson is might be the only exception, but outside of him, it's like all these coaches will leave and then they have to go do something else in regards coaching. Does that make sense? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not, not to be a guy. What else are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like, you get into coaching, Commentary, you retire. Yeah. Like, I mean, and you're not, you're not, a re- you, you either don't feel like you're old enough to retire, or you, you feel like there's more left, and you just kind of want to break, right? Like, Urban Meyer needs a break every so often. I think all of us would <laughs> rather have a break for a year if we could just take a year off of our jobs doing, you know, whatever it is, right? If you could just take a, you know, semester abroad, right? And just come back a semester later, I'm sure you wouldn't be saying no if you had the financial ability to do so and it made sense. So no, I, hear you. I get it. But at the same point, I can't 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 be weirded out that it's not bizarre that um Bob Stoops is the the man around campus, speaking all this type of stuff, whatever, when we all know he's not gonna be around. Um, no. and, and then it alludes to who's gonna be the next coach of OU because Lincoln gave him no time to decide. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. They have the uh, the six the you know, the six house visit rule right now instead of late. This is the signing period. The next thirty days, you can really put it on to recruits, really go after and get them. Well, there are two you know hard commits that are not signed, but are OU commits for twenty twenty three that are from the Southern California area that uh, probably are wavering to their decision and close to making an announcement here in the next couple of days. Ma- Maybe Malachi not. Nelson. Malachi but, Nelson already flipped to USC. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was one of the two. Um, but yeah, the other I, one goes to the same high school and has not decommitted. Not yet. Or, or and, and, you know, maybe not at all. Not like it's going to matter. Um, that, that program's going to be up in the air. Does, uh, now just, now we knew, we knew Spencer Rattler was going to transfer no matter what at the end of the right. season. And of course, that's old news now. But is Caleb Williams going to transfer? I think Caleb Williams rolls over to USC because that's the only dude that, uh, Lincoln Riley's ever recruited. You think so? That, I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah. know another situation for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it matters. I think if, you know, if Caleb Williams really liked one of the guys that OU as assistant coach or whatever that had stayed, it'd be different. But none of those guys stayed. It's like, a, I think it's a couple linemen, like a lineman coach and then like a um, offensive lineman coach, defensive lineman coach, and like a cornerback coach. And that's it. Um, the rest they of them didn't all have enough too. coaches to do a practice yesterday morning. No, seriously, yeah. I guess yeah, they, yeah, they really yeah. did. They they really missed their workouts because they didn't have a coach who could guide them through workouts. I mean, yeah. Lincoln Riley robbed them. I didn't think Bedlam could get sweeter. And I think what, it's a good way to view it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what what sucks about us stomping or not stomping, beating OU, and it was a great game. It was a great game on both ways. It was terrible officiating on both sides, but it was a great game. And I feel like a lot of people ignore the fact that we veto you just because of the whole Lincoln Riley move. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that is going to overlook a little bit. I think it's going to help out a lot if we can beat Baylor and be in college football playoffs, you know, this, this following weekend. That'll kind of bring it all back around here. But every single news cycle right now is just Lincoln Riley this, Lincoln Riley that, and however many recruits flip to USC or just flip out of OU. And it however many be, guys transfer too. You know, I don't really blame Lincoln for leaving, and it's not just about the money because clearly he had a, a larger offer from LSU. But when it comes to, like, USC, they, they're they're technically a blue blood. They haven't been good in a long time, but they, they have those donors that will just shell it out for Lincoln and help them out with the recruiting. And you go ahead and take those kids that have to, you know, travel millions of miles to go play for Nick Saban or uh, go up to Notre Dame, whatever – they don't have to do that. Grandma can watch them stay at home and play. And who do you have to go through to get to the college football playoffs? Oregon? They're not going to get any recruits anymore from California because would I rather stay close to my family and where, just like I said, grandma can come watch me play? Or do I want to go up to cold Oregon and I can wear some cool flashy uniforms each week? I, I think the other thing about all this too that's um, that's really weird to me is that Lincoln Riley wouldn't be able, from being able to recruit in the state of Texas, Florida, uh, or Florida, you know, depending on, you know, when the SEC, you know, they moved to the SEC. It's now being able to recruit out of the state of California, which is a huge hotbed recruiting wise too. But Texas and Florida kind of run, you know, I mean, Alabama oh, recruits cool. Texas, Florida recruits, you know, they're all at Alabama. They're all in the SEC. It's bizarre to go out West, except for the quarterback deal where Caleb Williams is from. Caleb Williams, you know, from out there. Right. So, and Ohio State has also gotten the top wide receiving recruit out of Texas for three years in a row. Well, yeah, they also got the number one quarterback recruiting Quinn Ewers as well, but that's a million dollar NIL deal. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's that's Texas messing Texas I, up. I, 
I do think the only way that Caleb Williams stays is if they go like if they hire that OC from Ole Miss. But I don't think that they can afford anyone because you know they're hundreds of million dollars in debt. They're what one ninety nine million in debt, and that was a big reason that I thought Lincoln was going to leave because you know you, we've never seen a coach from OU take another job unless it's an NFL job. And you can even like Ed Orgeron gets fired from LSU after three years of winning the national championship, being a super icon for the school. And Bob Stoops chose to leave 17 years later and then chose to do those going to take a spot. So I think this really did shock the college football world as a total. I I think this is um, going to set OU back, but how, how bad do you think this sets OU back? Do the, do you think they win the big 12? If they're in the big 12 for the rest of their contract through 2024, I think do you think they win the Big 12 again? I think uh, I think it'll be a minute because they don't have the same transition that they had between Stoops and Lincoln Riley. I think they're about to go through the same thing as uh, Texas where, yeah, they're Texas and they can get whoever they want, but they're going to go through three or four bad coaching hires in a row. Yeah. I, three to four, man, that's... It's great. Just, now, Oklahoma yeah. State's going to keep it rolling, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My dream is that somehow Cincinnati gets stopped out of the playoffs. And not for the sake of Oklahoma State, but I know that they would put them up against an OU and I would beg for Cincinnati to go beat them because it'd be a great kick out of the Big 12. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to see Notre Dame play OU, to be honest, at this point. It'd be funny. Yeah. And Notre Dame doesn't have a coach either. Right. Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. You know, it'd be funny to see. And who knows? Maybe it'll be Matt Campbell, you know, by that point. Um yeah, uh, I'm day. really curious because the, the coaching board is kind of falling right now and it'll be really interesting to see who's going to be the next coach of the big bad wolf down in Norman. Well, also, Ed Ogeron's going somewhere, right? He's mean, is, is he retiring? I mean, he's not retiring. Um, uh, I wish I thought he was going to go to Texas Tech so we could all say go mm-hmm. Raiders. But that they you know they already got their dude that they'll fire in two to three years so that way none of the recruits he brings in can be primed up. But I have no idea where Ed Or uh, he has to stay. He's, there's no way he stays in the SEC. Unless, unless Lane Kiffin leaves Ole Miss. Unless Lane Kiffin leaves Ole Miss. That's Ed, the only, Ed, that's the only place think you can go. Ed Orgeron is going to go to the Nick Saban School of Rehab. Him and Bill O'Brien. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just so crazy to see the demise of LSU in the sense that, man, that, that first year after they won the national championship, yeah, sure, they lost a few games. But it's like they never got that bounce back game. Like they never just showed that they were the reigning national champions. And it just kept getting worse. Well, I, I did have a chance to see LSU play earlier this year in person against UCLA. And that was the weirdest game I've seen in a while. Because I'll tell you what, I've seen I've seen SEC teams play against OSU. In fact, I, you know, I was there in person when Ole Miss beat us in the Sugar Bowl. And... As much as annoying as that was, that was, okay, it's a Sugar Bowl, it's a New Year's Six game, whatever, their fans going crazy all the time. I wasn't necessarily aware at all how that LSU fans are up and do not sit down the whole entire game. But that I kind of expected, you know, just being into the game. They were rooting on every two-yard pass play, every two-yard game. As long as they did not lose yards, they were cheering for them. Their fans were basically playing uh, Ula Bula, you know, quote-unquote, for their for their team, which was just uh, well, a little bizarre. Um, yeah, especially in the Rose Bowl when 75% of the stadium, I'm going to say it nicely, was uh, LSU fans, 25% was UCLA, and the rest was covered by tarps. So, weird atmosphere for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't blame anyone for visiting Southern California, though. Yeah, no, I, I went down to uh, uh, Baton Rouge this year, week three, whenever they played Central Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. I, was, I was dating this one girl. Uh, we went down there uh, for her birthday or whatever. And it was my first time down in Baton Rouge, uh, first LSU game, Death Valley. But um, it was funny because I didn't even take into account that they were playing Central Michigan. So I wore Oklahoma State stuff because I'm not going to wear another team's colors. Like, I don't care. And uh, I, I, it was so funny because then, you know, the, the 10 or 20 Central Michigan fans found me there and they just started dogging on me. And, you know, props to them. It's the biggest win they ever had. There's, there's a little bit of fluke on when the ball should have been called down. But, you know, that's the biggest win they've ever had in their history, and it was just a hilarious situation for me. But Death Valley, man, and there's nothing like a game in Death Valley. I have to go for sure. Well, Jake, how's it? And uh, you, Jake, you've been to a Georgia game before, right? Yeah. Morrison? So how would you compare it to going to an yeah. OSU game? Oh, it's like 
nine day steroids. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, the, I mean, the especially with the new like renovation, the stadium's massive. Um, they'd like just filled like this back end zone portion. Um, I don't know. All the SEC teams just kind of. I mean, we've been to an Oklahoma game, Calvin. Um, when they weren't playing OSU and playing Tech, yeah, that was a weird game. Yeah, and they were playing Tech, and I mean, I every SEC game I've been to completely just—it's not really fair. Yeah, and Clemson for that matter. SEC just does it different, but you also have to take into account that most of those states that are in the SEC, their population isn't that big, with exception to Texas A&M. So, like, the LSU game, a big thing for me was growing up in Texas, you know, during Thanksgiving, you might have five different colors at the dinner table. But in Oklahoma, you got two. In LSU, everyone is in purple and gold. Everyone. And so you take that type of, like, passion and, and it being a smaller state – you, even though it's a smaller state, you still got you know, a million population or whatever. You can fill up 100,000 because no one does anything on Saturdays. Yeah, there's not a bunch of Louisiana Lafayette fans, really. No, no. And and even if those people do show out, do you think that they're sitting there saying, hey, we're going to beat LSU this year? Not a shot. No, that'd be no, like UCL telling Oklahoma State they they have our number. Well, I did have a buddy try to talk me into that earlier this year and uh, the exhibition game, and he wasn't too far off, although it was still we were going to win no matter what. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just 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 a goofball stuff at the end of the day. I I, I don't know what's next for OU. Um, coming back to him a little bit here. I, I don't know where they go. I don't know if they are able to hire Brent Venables. I don't know if what they end up doing. Venables was in Hayes, Kansas earlier today, I guess. Um, I, o, OU's got to be stunned. You know, you can talk about it ad nauseum, but um, who else besides Venables? You guys got any other guesses on who they end up hiring? End up trying to be a good fit? I could see Kellen Moore if they would try to pay him, but I don't think Jerry Jones is going to try to let him leave. I'm not, I'm not a Kellen Moore. Yeah, That's he's young, he's fun, he's close yeah. to home, and he's proven himself pretty well with the offense that uh, Dallas run. If you take out the last three weeks, but the last two or three years that he's been running it, it's not a bad idea to bring Kellen Moore up there. What does he have to lose? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I said Marcus Freeman from Notre Dame. Um, I said that before Brian Kelly left, so it kind of depends. But apparently, they are not naming an interim for their non-existent game this well, weekend. What are we going to do? Twitter so polls it, in the bowl game? There's, hey, what should we run next? You got thirty seconds to vote. So let the coordinators run it. I guess I don't know. Um. That'll be bizarre. I mean, it, like, Marcus Freeman, to me, if he doesn't stay at Notre Dame, which would be pretty disrespectful unless they're somehow able to get Luke Fickle. Um, and if Brent Venables doesn't go to OU, I feel like if they got Marcus Freeman, I feel like they might have one down year and then they would be fine. Because that dude, like, recruited Cincinnati's entire roster. But, you know, as these coaching spots fill up, uh, so quickly, it's just kind of like a matter of who's next because the, and you have to take into account too. No one saw Lincoln Riley being as good other than maybe Bob Stoops, and that was still a wing and a prayer. A lot of these dudes come out of the woodworks. Just like whenever it was Les Miles left, we immediately took over Gundy. Yeah, sure, we we're more in house. No one's coming to Oklahoma State to coach. We we're more based off of like everything homegrown. But no one in in from uh, outside of Stillwater perspective is thinking, oh, they're going to go hire the the quarterback. It's it's more of in today grabbing someone from like outsourcing, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um I think OU's fortunate. They're three minutes away from Oklahoma City. Not that, that drive time's a huge difference at all compared to Stillwater, but they're just fortunate that they're a national brand program where they're able to do that. I mean Kellen Moore would probably consider OU, where I don't think he's considering OSU. You no, know? God no. Um there's no and benefit. That's fortunate they get out of it. Yeah, and, 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 and so like and a big thing is like pro Gundy, anti Mike Gundy. Now everyone's pro Gundy as opposed to anti because he's winning. Last year everyone's saying give him give like cut him off, right? But I am not pro Gundy for the record. The thing is is what so it, it's kinda like be careful for what you ask for at that point. Because you you, you see like OU or Texas, they can screw up two times in a row with a Herman and a Charlie Strong, and then they go and get the offensive coordinator from Alabama. 
what, what's what, what's the pitch for, hey, come coach at Oklahoma State? Hey, you're not going to get any recruits because the school down the streets uh, played them. They kind of disregard us whenever we play football against them. And if someone gets mad at them in Oklahoma and wants to go make them frustrated, they'll go across the Red River and go play for Texas. So uh, good luck, buddy. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I, I think that is the going to be the advantage, though, when – when we get closer to a Gundy retirement age, it's not, I don't think it's that soon anymore at all, especially after this year. But when we get closer to that, that's going to be OU and Texas deep into the SEC timeline, I would think. And it should be us and Baylor in the Big 12, us and another team in the Big 12, I, right? Well, us, maybe I, Cincinnati. I'm not going to name sources, but let me tell you something. Yeah. Whenever that 2025 mark comes around, I've talked to a lot of the donors and everything. We're going to be in the SEC. That's really? Oh, yeah. That ticket will be paid. I'll be, uh, I'll be interested to see when that happens, I guess. I'm uh, excited. I hope it wasn't just drunk conversations with me and a few donors, but yeah. here, here I am. I was not near what they were, but they were like, they're, they're the ones who got, they're the ones paying the, the bills around here. And let me tell you something there. They said no problem at all. Cause it, what they're there. If you look at geography, a big reason Lincoln Riley's going to, uh, uh, California is cause he could steal all those kids. Like we said earlier, when it comes to, Stillwater, just like I harped on, it's going to get worse in the sense of, hey, I'm a walk-on three-star. Should I go to um, Oklahoma State and go play in Cincinnati, Orlando, uh, all the way across the country, you know, year in, year out, my grandma can't watch me play? Or do I want to go to Norman where I can do a walk-on in-state tuition and I can get that SEC credibility? That's fair. No, that's, uh, I mean, it's completely valid. I just... I'd be but curious Jay, to see when we move. Just Jay, tell me it, why you're not yeah. pro Gundy. I'd like to hear this. I'm in, I'm in the uh, middle to to start it off. Yeah. All right. So, um, you got to OSU in 2018. Am I correct? Yeah. So, I don't want to like be that old man on the porch thing and say you no, did no, not I have you. to endure. But but at the point like at the point in time, Calvin and I would usually talk about those the famous Gundy game, and where we were always going to lose to a team that we had no business losing to. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, it still, even this year, hasn't stopped. Now, we I just agree. so happened to be, we just happened to beat OU. And I think the difference is, because Calvin asked me this a couple, was this last week or two weeks ago when you asked me? I think it was last week. I think it was heading into this game. Okay. Calvin asked one. me, he said, have, have your opinions on Gundy changed? And I said, not really, but I think what he has done as a person, because the offense, since I got there in 2014, graduated in 2018 up until now, looked basically the same, except for this year. Because I agree, I agree with you. I mean, we, we, we talked about it. Like Spencer Sanders doesn't have the weapons that any of the other quarterbacks had. That's just mm-hmm. a fact. And it's mostly because they're all freshmen. Not saying they're bad players or they're going to be bad players, but there's no Tylen Walls. There's no James Washington. There's no Justin Blackman. There's none of them. And there's no Chuba Hubbard. There's no, you know, like you can, you can keep going with the, with the weapons that isn't there. So I applaud him for doing that. But the reason we're winning games is because I think Gundy is hands off now because in the past we have not seen our defense play this aggressively. Like we blitz nonstop. It is nonstop that we blitz. I don't think in the past we would have done that. We lost Iowa State because of Gundy's conservative. Point I point. agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and, I, I and it, we, agree. If anything, it would have gone into overtime. Just, it, you know, I'm not going to say we lost, but did we objectively lose the game because of Gundy's conservativeness? Yes. Could we also have lost the game if you were more aggressive? Absolutely. So either way, you know, there's both no, sides of the coin. Yeah, I, I agree. And, so, and I, I touched on it earlier, though. Do you know any coaches that can change wide receivers and quarterbacks into what he does to go into the NFL like that? that that's one of my I, biggest I, things, you know what I mean? So the, the other thing that Calvin and I also said, I said, I might not be the biggest supporter, but I don't think we should fire him because I don't think there's anybody else. Mm-mm. That's that's been my key thing since the state since pretty much any time I've known anyone talk badly about Gundy yeah. is listen, we are on historic success rate for Oklahoma State football. This has not yeah. happened before. 
So for us to get tired of it and go, um, what's the what's the Georgia, you know, head coach they fired and you know before Smart, right? Matt Ritchie, Mark, no, Rick, Mark, Rick. Mark, Mark Rick. So I had the initials right. Um, you know, they they get rid of Mark Rick and then it works out. They Kirby Smart and they're still doing good. But we don't. That doesn't happen. You know, I mean, Ohio State's it's kind of happened with um, you know, with Ryan Day, but it just doesn't happen. You know, Jim Harbaugh. Right. It's it's, you know, until this season, it just really hasn't worked out for Michigan either. So no, we get, you know, we get rid of Gundy and then all of a sudden it's what the heck um, doesn't Texas wouldn't Texas much rather have Mac Brown right now and be, you know, eight plus wins every single season I since they let him go. I, and, and, you know, um, well, and Kirby played at Georgia. So like and, and that's the big thing. Yeah. With o- that's the thing with Oklahoma State. Like, what guys do we have right now? Because if. It's like they say about Bill Self, the only job that he would leave for Kansas is Oklahoma State if he ever were to leave Kansas. I don't foresee that happening, but they say just because he played there that that would be the only job. But, like, do we have that guy that's coaching right now? Dan Quinn. <laughs> Roll into an offensive or a defensive mindset and try to right. uh, use it, him as a head coach. But I don't know if that way – because that's not what the Big 12 is about. And it's so many cliches. But I, I – I, I don't know. I, I agree with both of y'all and I, I hear both of y'all's points. I just I don't know another coach in the NCAA that can finish your top three in your conference each season in and out with no name dues year in, year out. And, and I guess that's that's the other point. You know, James Washington is is a two star guy coming in. Is he a three star guy leaving anywhere else? Is he a draft pick going at you know, leaving anywhere else? He's not getting playing time at a lot of other colleges if he, you know, is a preferred walk on. Um, and who knows, maybe there's something crazy he lights it up for a season at some smaller school and transfers, but he, he becomes a, you know, a five-star caliber dude. He gets drafted in the top four rounds of the NFL by coming to Oklahoma state when he comes out of his super small school and city in Texas. Yeah, I agree. The, the question that Calvin and I always had, and I'd be interested to hear your opinion is we've talked about Gundy plateauing. Because um, like it, there there becomes a point, and like I compared him to Mark Richt on a podcast, I think before the year even started, and they have very similar numbers. Mark Richt got let go, and Mike Gundy is not, and they've almost virtually done the exact same thing if you look it up. So, it, I, like, I hear you. At no, what no, point I, are I, we like? It, you know, it, we got to raise our raise how we feel about. Yeah, this. I agree. You got You have to, you know, uh, keep it going. You can't just keep doing the same workout over and over. Otherwise you're not making any progress. Um, but when, when it, when it comes to situations like that, I, I reverted back to, you know, we're not this historic franchise. We weren't good until like 2011. And that was the first time mm-hmm. we wanted, we beat Texas and Austin since 1944. So like, I think the Gundy's taking us these heights and I hear your point that, yeah, it's time to move up. But it, I think it still goes back to the point of who's up next then. Because that sales pitch to the next coach is not that good. Well, and and this right. year, neither of us. You know, I, I, one, I'm not. I'm not saying let Gundy go at any point in the future, anytime soon. And I think at this point, Jake, you're not saying let him go anytime soon either. After this year, too, right? Because now we've seen it where it's we're not six and six every year. We're not seven and six every year. We're yeah, we're plateauing a little bit, but. Hell, I'll take a 10 win seasons for the next 30 years, you know, in comparison to move, change hand coaches and dealing with what may be different. So it, it is just a bunch of, you know, would you this, would you that, which we could have a conversation when we don't have a good season. But when we're on pace for this type of season, then how much are we going to be Baylor by this weekend? Right. Like that's that's the more fun question to ask, you yeah. know, going the f- first Big 12 championship we've been to. Yeah, and it's 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 crazy because Baylor, their their coaches or their quarterbacks out with COVID, right? I Gary Bohannon has a hamstring injury um, and may be able to play. Yeah, he may be able to play. Basically, Dave Aranda is not given anything conclusive either way, and is going to. I wouldn't I, either. Why not make us prepare for both quarterbacks? I mean, why no, not? I agree. So, um, we'll see what happens. But last time I checked, OSU's favored, which we should be, or six in the country. The How? How bizarre is it though that Baylor moves back a spot when they, you know, still win a game and they have their backup quarterback in? They move to the ninth in the ranking. 12. Yeah, and I don't think Baylor's a bad team. Mm. I don't. But you know, whenever we beat Baylor, 
uh, credit them as one of our top 10 wins. They, 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 they were a really good team, but Spencer Sanders throws three interceptions. I'll blame two of those on him. Uh, but we still win by two scores. You just don't see yeah, that in the college right. football world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't see a team lose the turnover battle badly. Um, I mean, if it's three interceptions then and Warren had a fumble, that's, you know, four turnovers. I don't think Baylor had that many turnovers. And we still won by 10. And we held them to 14 points. That just speaks to our defense. Yeah. it's And our defense is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there's says, no. do, you know, do you know how many yards rushing West Virginia had against us before their last two drives? Which was just crap time. Like one, under negative 50, eight right? or one, one yard rushing. I was at that yeah. game too in West Virginia. It was it was nuts. Do you now, drive out or fly is, out for that? Fly. That's I'm not driving that. I'm diehard, but I'm also broke. Like, well, what? I mean, well, I, I'm also broke. That's why I would have had to drive, I guess. Yeah, I drive a Dodge Ram Hemi too. The oh, gas yeah. prices aren't really helping me out in that situation. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, that's fair. I will say I saw I saw rumors saying that Billy Napier was gonna try and drop Jim Knowles a bag to come down to Florida. I've talked to uh, some people pretty close to Knowles. I'm not gonna give a direct quote, but he uh yeah, Knowles uh Knowles Knowles loves still one. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all that's all I'll, we can hope. I'll take it's better than saying I love Gainesville. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, and then there's 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 schools like Penn State that are offering him too. Yeah. Yeah. So like, which which I think is to be expected. Uh, if he gets a head coaching yeah. offer at one of those schools, I mean, not gonna blame him. Um, we we took a chance on a guy coming out of what out of Duke, right? Yeah. Was before, so and it worked out really really well for us, you know, but. If a bunch of our guys end up returning on defense next year, I, then I'd kind of be shocked if he leaves. But um, Oklahoma State is favored by five points against Baylor, and the over/under is forty-six and a half. Yeah, so that, that sounds about right. And then, or just passing time. That while I was looking at that, Oregon, who's number ten, is three-point dogs to number fourteen Utah in the Pac-12 championship. If that just gives a little bit more insight on why Lincoln Riley chose to go to SoCal. Well, they, uh, Oregon was still, Oregon was third in the country and they played at number 24 Utah and they still were an underdog. Yeah. Minus four points. and a half. I mean, oh, just, minus three and a half, yeah. It's just, uh, Pac 12 football is bizarre. I've, I've gone on this ramp before, but basically seeing the Rose Bowl this year for, uh, four or five of UCLA's home games, I think four. It's bizarre because, one, UCLA and all Pac-12 schools are in quarters, so their students aren't in college during their non-conference games. Their students are not at the university. Well, um, wait, what? They're, they're, what do you mean quarters? So, so <laughs> yeah, I know, run, I know. run that I back. You're going to skip over that like I knew that or I, something? I no, 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 no. Because um, I, I, I have to keep fleshing out to explain. But so... The students basically... It's, it's like basically if we said, hey, we only want to go to two quarters of college a year so instead of basically just think of it this way instead of taking our normal what 12 week 16 week you know schedule okay they just have four eight week schedules so they take almost all their classes in like four in like eight to ten weeks total every single one of their classes oh, period you know uh barry it's sanders, like a trimester barry sanders yeah. son uh he tried yeah, to barry explain sanders this to Jr. Me. yeah yeah but we, we were in austin after the game and i i i I yeah, played no, against uh, BSJ. Um, I played with Barry Sanders Jr. in uh, my one year of fifth grade baseball, um, where he tried not to lap me every single time. Um, when yeah, I he's, he's pretty yeah. freaking athletic. I met him in Austin. Yeah. He, uh, he's a Madden's rating adjuster now. But uh, yeah, he came on my podcast a few times. Um, but yeah, no, super great guy. But yeah, no, uh, he was trying to explain that to me. And I was like, that is so, like, why? Like, why? Why do all that? Because he was Stanford mm-hmm. before he came here. And so, like, it's just that's weird. Like, why are we doing that? You know what I mean? Um, I've never gotten a good explanation from anyone who's gone to a Pac-12 school. My both, you know, one of my cousins went to UCLA, and she basically said, "Oh, it's awesome because we have longer summers and longer breaks." And I was like, "No, well, sure." I mean, that sounds like it'd be cool, but you're the, you're going to college. Like, the, you're you're going to college to graduate from college. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't this just make it where it's just really intense for 10 weeks, you know, instead of being a little bit less intense I, for 16? I would personally, unsurprising to Calvin, I would personally love that, but. No, no, I would, no. I would hate it because I, I also hate I, I mean, school I went to though, so. for well, and then that, that's true. Um, I can't I, say I, that I, in I mean, public. Well, I'll I, say yeah. it in public. I hate school. I, I hate yeah. my classes. I, I, I I'll like, tell, I'll, I love Oklahoma State. Like, die hard. Like, flag on the wall. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin yeah, Blackman, Tylen Wall signed. Right, love Oklahoma State. But when it comes to my classes, oh, I'm not a stud here. I'm just not. No, no, I'll well, tell you yeah. why I can't say that on a live podcast once we're done. Yeah, Jake has a good reason why he can't say he hates school <laughs> flat yeah, out. Sure, for, that's fine. Know. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's fine. But yeah, everyone's got their I, preference. Maybe I didn't get enough because I only went for six years. But I would say <laughs> that the weird quarter thing means that all the non-conference games for UCLA, they're not the students aren't in school. So yeah. what the heck? It's at the Rose. So then both of the Southern California schools, the Coliseum is like on USC's campus, mm-hmm. but it still isn't made for USC. It's yeah. not correct. It's built for the Olympics back in the, you know, whenever, you know, the 20s, 30s or yeah, whatever, whatever in the day. Yeah, the Rose Bowl is where they played several Super Bowl games in the 60s and 70s. So and it's not 90s, built for what it is either in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's bizarre. Um, but the Rose Bowl is also a good 10 to 20 miles from UCLA's campus. So, you you know, you go to UCLA game and oh, where are all the students? And I decided just not to get bussed over this week. You know, yeah. I mean, it's such it's, a foreign thing to ask. We walked over to every single game. Oh, why, would we, why would we have driven? That would be the dumbest thing ever unless we were bringing some, you and know, that kills recruiting stuff. as well because you look at the University of Miami, they face the same struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I, I hear you though. Um, but yeah, when it when it when it comes to the uh, the Big Twelve Championship game, are y'all going? So I'm 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 going going to go down Friday well. night. Nice, yeah. nice. All right, off to link yeah, up. We can link up. We can figure something out. But um, yeah, I got a buddy who's uh been on the podcast before, but uh, he's flying from Boston, OSU grad Matt Lutz, and uh, and I'll be going down on Friday night. Um, pardoning up, going to the game on Saturday, tailgating a little bit before. And uh, I mean, seeing us win thirty have you to been seventeen. Down there before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been to Texas live. Uh, I have. I've yeah, weirdly okay. been to AT and T Stadium. This is my third game and seen uh, third time seeing an AT and T Stadium game in person. And I've only seen Oklahoma State play in AT and T Stadium. I've never uh, seen a Dallas Cowboys game in AT and T Stadium. Uh, I grew up going to Dallas Cowboys game. Well, yeah. I went oh, to Texas to. Stadium growing up. Right, then, right. You got. To. And then we yeah. got yeah, yeah. No, and the Dallas Cowboys Stadium is cool. It's it's it's. It's what I'm just excited Oklahoma State's in it. No, he's not. It, it feels so good kicking the wind out of all those people who have been giving us hell for, for however long. But for me, three years living in Stillwater. I know for y'all longer. But it makes me feel so much better. that, And it makes my Twitter so much easier with OK State Profs and everything. All the Sooners. I get Boom Soon 102 in my mentions who spells nothing right and just brings up the Bedlam record. It feels so good. Well, ask him how Walmart University is doing too. You know, oh, man, just hit him up on his so actual tough. school. Um, you know, I can keep making the Walmart jokes for us tonight, but at the end of the day, um, I do want to ask you guys for your for your predictions here for for the game. Um, we beat Baylor, of course, the first time with a bunch of errors on our end, and we still beat him by ten. So, but then again, that was at our place. This is a neutral field, even though we've sold out of all of our allotment for OSU tickets, and Baylor had has not as of today. So. I think it's gonna be definitely a lot of orange. Um, be I mean, lot but, of orange yeah. well, and again, you're you're from that area. You, you probably know better than Jake and I do too. That area is a ton of OSU and OU fans now. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's not where it's a bunch of Baylor and TCU fans, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all the jobs are. So everyone yeah. graduates and goes down there, or they 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 don't go to Texas school, so they go up to Oklahoma State, just like me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's where a bunch of my uh, bunch of my buddies, you know, and stuff like that, and Jake knows a bunch of guys too. Went to OSU. We're from the DFW area. Um, what what yeah. do you think is score wise? I'm 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 gonna go thirty to seventeen. I'm gonna go barely over. Are you uh, really thirty to seventeen? I yeah. That's so yeah. cool. I was gonna say twenty uh, four to seventeen. Twenty four seventeen. Yeah. All right. All right. I was, so, yeah, I was yeah. looking at the under over. I was like, oh, this yeah. is good. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going a little over on it. Jake, what about you? What do you got? I was gonna go thirty one to seventeen. I so we brought this up last week actually saying that Spencer has not had a bad game since Baylor. 
just in yeah. general. Like, and I don't even think he necessarily played. I thought the two picks that he threw, the first one I thought was really good, disguise coverage, and then the second one was just – he probably shouldn't have – if you ask him again, he probably would have said, yeah, I definitely shouldn't have thrown that ball. <laughs> but um, it was, like, super inconvenient because it bounced off a hand, then bounced off a helmet, then just went straight up in the air. Yeah. Um, Spencer's the man. As long as they let Spencer be Spencer, we're going to win this ball game. Yeah, and I like he he's clearly embraced the role of doing what he can, but allowing the best side of the ball being the defense to do what they're good at, which is being the number two defense in the country. So, like, I don't think if you asked Calvin and I a couple of years ago, like, I don't think this is the Spencer Sanders we thought that we were going to get, but I think we're happy we have him. Yeah, and, and does that make sense? He's yeah. not this fundamental quarterback, such as like a Shane Illingworth or, or hell, any right. quarterback out there. And I think that Gundy's never had a quarterback like this to play with. And it, it, it's on Gundy and Spencer at the same time because Spencer's going to be Spencer. And I, I think he finally just let him do that. You look at the Bedlam game, for example, where Tay Martin had that catch, two offsides. Spencer's like, screw it, dude. Finally, I'll just run it in. I'll run over a few dudes and I'll, I'll put the helmet on him. You know what I mean? And I, I love it. When, when- I, I, when they called a speed option, I literally said, what the hell in my head? <laughs> I was oh, like, it's nothing like Oklahoma State fans are used to, man. And it's so crazy because, you know, like like I said, a lot of my family played college football all over Texas. So I've seen a lot of different angles uh, from, you know, very biased situations. And whenever I was like getting here while Spencer was getting here, I was like, dude, this dude grew up down the street. He's, he's a great quarterback. And a bunch of people were concerned because they had never seen a mobile quarterback wearing the brightest orange in the country. You know what I mean? Well, the, the biggest thing that I knew about Spencer coming in is that he's Texas Gatorade Football Player of the Year. And every single thing I was hearing when Spencer's coming in was, well, the previous Texas High School Football Gatorade Johnny Player of the Year that Kyle played Murray. in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. Exactly. So I was going, oh, my gosh, we got one heck of a player. And I think we do. Now, granted, Kyle Murray's just, I mean, he, he, Kyle is he's, Kyle, he's, man. He's, no one compares to Kyle. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen I mean, with two eyes. Well, and I mean, he gets drafted top 10 overall in baseball, too. I mean, it's just he's, the guy's absurd. An it's not even, yeah. I watched him play high school ball, man. He's, oh, okay. he's so, the yeah, best so you, I've ever seen. It's insane. So, probably was setting very far expectations there in my head for Spencer Sanders. But if I would take Sanders over Rattler this year, the question is easy now. The answer is easy. Where it's coming into the season, Rattler was the Heisman favorite. And now we're seeing Rattler transfer to SMU. I mean, I, I don't know where a guy ends up going. I'm just shooting, you know, shooting dark here. But that's been the good thing for me about Sanders. And I, I'm i now just curious if he comes back next year, to be honest. I think he should. I, I don't know why not, um, especially if our defensive guys come back next year, too. Our defensive guys are coming back. We, we, we got this. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, yeah. give us your score prediction. Hey. What'd you say? 31 17, Jake? 31 17 is my. We're going to bust yes, that spread that up. That's the plan. I, yeah. dude, I am so pumped. Always. Like, I'm, I'm excited. The, the only game I was nervous about, which is the only game anyone's nervous about in Stillwater, is that Bedlam game. And, and getting over that hump, I feel like almost the sky's the limit. The only team I'm really worried about is Georgia. I think that Alabama's got the same resume we do. Like they lost to a two loss team and uh, they struggled against their rival. Sure. And ESPN and uh, they all want to praise them and, oh, well, they could take it. Well, why? They got the same resume we do. We've been doing the same thing they've been doing. Yeah. Just going to come down to that stupid bias. You know, I mean, that's why Alabama, Alabama plays a four overtime game and wins by two in a, I mean, not a fun game to rewatch at all. But I had to rewatch it because, of course, I was at the OSU game when it happened. So, not a fun game to rewatch. But Baylor drops down a spot because they lose to because they beat Tech by three, mm-hmm. and with their backup quarterback, give me a break. I mean, that I clearly is just straight up bias against you know against the Big Twelve, but also bias for mainly for Alabama. You know, and Ole Miss jumped them. Yeah, what? How does Ole Miss? I mean, that's also weird. You know. Alabama's going to stay in the exact same spot when Cincinnati. Like, did Cincinnati even play this past weekend? But Cincinnati, you know, I mean, 
undefeated. Yeah, I, th- I think and they I play Stillwater High School for the uh, the uh, their non Power Five conference championship. I mean, it's so ridiculous. There's, uh, of course, the year that it's not 2011 or not whenever TCU is supposed to be gunning for it. They just randomly toss in a Cincinnati, the same team that uh, the only the only reason they got ranked so high is because they beat Notre Dame and these dudes that are ranking Notre Dame so high, which is that remember the same Notre Dame team week one went to look four overtimes with FSU's quarterback wasn't deemed eligible to walk a year ago. Like, oh, what, what, yeah, what were they? Yeah. So they, they screwed themselves in the fact that they put Notre Dame so high. Cincinnati pulls one off on them. Well, guess you got to keep it rolling because they don't have near the resume that we do on the fact that they're undefeated, but it's like against who? You almost lost the Navy. We're, we're going to have, you know, if we beat Baylor, Again, it'll be three top 15 wins on the season. And that'll be, I think, five top 25 wins yeah. overall for Oklahoma State this season. Because when we beat Texas, they were top 25. Then OU, Baylor once, Baylor twice. and K-State? Uh, K-State, yeah. 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 So I, I like K-State. I've never been up there, but I heard their fans are great. And I heard that they party. And they're always asleep. I mean, they're going to pull it off on someone each and every year. Yeah, I, I would go up to K-State for a game, but I would go out in little I would not try to ride back it otherwise it's just miserable I've done that before uh, yeah, well, you're out in Cali I don't blame you well, I'm not well no I mean that's this one I was at OSU of course oh uh, yeah no I'm, I'm trying yeah. to make it up there yeah I'm trying to figure, I can figure out a job in Texas or something I stay local you know what I mean? there you go yeah for sure well um I'm talk about the college football playoff rankings for a second here what's your predictions if uh if Georgia beats Alabama who are we playing God bless we, America are we playing Georgia I, or are we playing uh, Michigan? Uh, I think that they'd put Alabama uh, if they're if if, if so Alabama's if, one loss, they'd be number two. And well, but put I, Michigan a three and us a four. So, so, so you Georgia. think we would jump Cincinnati if? Yes. Yeah, you think we jump Cincinnati? They, I yeah. th- this is my thing is is I don't I don't know if Cincinnati will slip up. I I don't I don't think anyone does. But I what I do believe is that. Michigan could pull a, a Michigan State in the fact that they beat Michigan and they got so high and mighty they were 49 nothing at halftime against Ohio State. Then Ohio State does the same thing to themselves. They go and play Michigan. They lost by, what, three touchdowns to Michigan? So I'm hoping that they're so high and mighty off that that they, they, they kind of screw themselves in a sense and lose to Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. That makes sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. so I, I just yeah. hope that, that that's the, the, the scenario for us because I could see Alabama pulling it off against Georgia. Georgia ain't played anyone in three weeks, and they've been running up the scoreboard showing their full playbook. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, heck, Tennessee scored on them early, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Tennessee was taking it to Georgia. Now, granted, for, I think, a quarter, and that was all, but that doesn't mean no one can beat Georgia. Somebody can um, I'm just hoping it's not Alabama this weekend because I think if Alabama wins this weekend, then that's really tough for us. Um, it's just think, it's ridiculous. They it, got the same resume we do. Yeah, uh, same resume we do. And of course, we're Oklahoma State, and you know they the these these dudes that are making these rankings. They weren't you know t- ten years old watching Rudy on the TV to see an Oklahoma State logo on the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. But I think with uh, Notre Dame losing their coach, I think they're I think they're out actually. There's just no shot yeah. they get in, and they don't play a conference championship, which is really gonna hurt them. Yeah, they, they would need a ton of help. Um, they would, they would need a ton of help. They need. I mean, they basically would need. I mean, well, I don't all know of us if Baylor would jump them. Yeah, I don't know if Baylor would jump them, but yeah. maybe Baylor would even jump them too. They would need like Georgia to and, win, us to lose, Cincinnati to lose, and Michigan to lose. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then we're all yeah. like, then we're, then we're all like one or two lost. So it's like, oh yeah. shoot, might as well toss it in Notre Dame. Yeah. Why not at that point? You know, and Ohio State would probably be back in then too, which would be the dumbest. God, thing I ever. hate Ohio State. Just, yeah. Hey, hey, just like last season, why even play? Right. Ohio State had one loss out of a five-game season. Toss them in. Yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. It's dumb. I'll never, I'll never forget when one of my interviews for uh, a previous job I had when. Yeah, you go around and you just say, yeah, your name, fun fact, what school you went to. And kid said, yeah, I went to, he said, I went to uh, the Ohio State University. Came around to me and I said, I went to the OSU, the Oklahoma State University. 
Of course, the the guy who was leading the interview went to Oklahoma University as well, so that that made me feel a little bit. It helped you out uh, a little bit. I think it's so funny that they're like, "Oh, we're the real OSU." I'm like, "You ain't got one logo." Like, sure, yeah, I'll give it to them. They they win national championships. They do a great job in football, but they don't even use it in the logo. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, we're the only ones who really use it as a logo. Yeah. Um, They they hold up. Oh, you know. I mean, cool for them. They can be the big O, you know. So funny at the end of the day. Well, uh, well, Keaton, I'm pretty sure everyone knows how they can follow and get get in contact with you. But yeah, for um, sure, go follow me on OK State Probs on Twitter at Keaton Real underscore on Twitter, Uh, and then my podcast, uh, the Probs Cast, where last week I had on Tyreek Hill, weeks prior I had on uh, Brandon Whedon, and tomorrow I got on Spencer Sanders. Incredible lineup. So yeah, if you want to hear Oklahoma State greats, um, you know maybe Justin Blackman here coming down in the future. But I know you got the Blackman photo, which I got, uh, I got his jersey on the, on the wall. He's yeah. coming on the podcast. That's later on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we and go. I got All our, right. Number eighty-eight himself from uh, Lufkin, Texas. The one and only Des Bryant coming on in the next few weeks as well. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. So uh, if you're not following Keaton already, make sure to. So especially you can hear a bunch of the Oklahoma State guys come on his podcast on Probscast and then uh, please follow at the CGA Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. I appreciate you having me on.